in a world in crisis. Can three idiots find hope in the darkest of places? Will love conquer all, or will hate win out in the end? This is a show called Hate. Welcome to A Show Called Hate, a podcast in which we explore love, hate, and everything in between in search of greater meaning and perhaps a little perspective. I'm John. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. Chris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did. We blew it. Oh, well. I'm so glad we rehearsed that. <laughs> we could have rehearsed it at least once, but we didn't. No. No. Well, no. that's because we're Chris, and yeah. Chris just Chris flies by the seat of his pants. <laughs> Chris would already be on his third beer by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is turning in his grave. And he's alive. He's very much alive. Oh he's just hanging out there. He's just very well prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I feel I've said the word Chris so many times now. It doesn't mean anything. The thing is, I never call him Chris. No, I, I've never called him Chris. <laughs> Chris. Called him many things. Yeah. yeah. But never Chris. Some of them abhorrent. But definitely never Chris. <laughs> the Honourable Defendant. Uh, <laughs> get off my lawn. Primary uh, scapegoat. But yeah, I mean, um, as... as, as the astute listener may have noticed um, something a little different mm. today. Mm. Mm. Different can't energy. Imagine, can't imagine what that could be. Everything is completely normal as far as I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lucy, you're normally quite close to the action when we're recording. That's that's true. Actually, usually I'm just in the next room with my headphones on, trying desperately not to listen to you. Yeah. Putting up perspex <laughs> splatter screens. <laughs> and now you're in the room, trying desperately. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't tend to change that in any way. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so where uh, Chris is busy. Rayman, yeah. Rayman is busy. He mm. was very, very uh, obtuse, shall we say, about what he was up to. I think he, I think he's up to something. I think he's oh. buying us all presents. Well, uh. that's a, that's a, a, an optimistic perspective. Uh, oh my god, he's at the window. Oh <laughs> my god, I nearly turned around there. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so sadly, uh, Chris can't be with us here today. He's doing it's weird. Mis- Rayman. Mystery. Do you think he got arrested? Yeah, mm. or maybe he knew he was going to be arrested. <laughs> he knew he was going to do he heard a the sirens and thought. <laughs> it's like Minority Report, where you can predict a crime. But mm. when you're the criminal, you're really good at that. Yeah. Because if you know you're going to do a crime, you don't need like a precognition. No, like, yeah. clone you just to help think, you out with it. am I going to crime? When, when shall I crime? <laughs> I'll crime Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Let's do the crime. Pre crime. Crime Wednesdays. <laughs> Except it's Thursday, so <gasps> Rev is just completely off. Oh, the police need 24 hours to catch up. (laughs) It is a weird form of time travel because Rayman was able to say with certainty that he was going to be arrested on Thursday night. (laughs) We don't yet know what for, but by the time this is released, I think the whole country will know (laughs) what he did. Oh, no. Everyone will know Chris's name and face. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Is this slander or libel? It's only libel if it's written down, right? I'm hoping uh, it's a bit of both. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I think it's only either if they're not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. yeah, and how does, wait, UK, I know this, UK defamation law mm-hmm. means that... Why do you do it, this? No, no, I know. You have to prove that it's... You would have to prove yeah, that, that what you've true. said is true. Yeah. Ah, okay. You automatically side with the defendant. No, sure. the... Whoever's been upset uh, by it. Yeah. The defendant. Yeah. Yes. The affected party. It's the opposite in America. Is it? Yeah. Oh. So the defendant has to 
prove that they are not the thing mm-hmm. you said they are. exactly the counter to innocent until proven guilty. Mm. Or, You're assuming they did the thing that made the person angry. The only reason I know this is I read the synopsis to a movie I haven't seen, which is based <laughs> on real events, where a guy who was a very racist man uh, uh, who, who uh, did a lot of Holocaust denial, uh, somebody said, I think you're a racist or, or such, and he sued them for defamation. But he deliberately filed it in a UK court. Oh, the sneaky poop. Which is very sneaky because in America he'd have to prove he wasn't a racist, whereas in the UK they had to prove he was. Oh. But that wasn't they? hard. And he combed Spoilers his. as they did. I, 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 I love yeah. the fact that he went out of his way to find a system that would help. And he's now, mate, you're still a racist. Thing. Yeah. He just what? Combed... It's the British law, here, and you're actually a racist. <laughs> he just combed his fringe over the swastika. <laughs> They'll never find me. The perfect hiding place. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? If like he he was known for having a swastika on his forehead, <laughs> and then and then the, the, in the court they were like, "You're right, this man cannot get a fair trial unless unless we give him a comical wig to cover that swastika." <laughs> <laughs> it is our legal duty to provide up this man with a wig. <laughs> also, we can't stand to look at him, so yeah. make sure it's a really long wig and he wears it backwards, mm. <laughs> like cousin it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, seeing as um, seeing as there are so many of us mm. here today, we should probably say Alice and Lucy. Yeah, yeah, Alice, uh, yeah Alice. just for official reasons. Thanks. So you get paid. Oh yeah, yes. we get paid. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> John, fix that in post. <laughs> Future John, want to cut of that sweet sponsorship money? Yeah, <laughs> Mom might still have to get back to us. Oh, okay. And we do wonder why Rayman is cut out because <laughs> he's <laughs> never seen a penny from the show. <laughs> Ah, oh, delicious. Ah, sweet whiskey. Let it rip, John. <laughs> Let it rip. Nectar of the gods. Oh. <laughs> I was going to suggest we had a so- sober episode of then uh, Nick. Turns uh, up already keg. drinking beer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had a beer bong and a keg and I was like, woo, Delta Capra Iona or something. And then, uh, yeah, and then it all went a bit crazy. I wonder if like from the days, from like the heyday of like American frat movies, it's actually completely changed. It's now completely respectable. And there's still people like you who turn up. <laughs> like me? People but like he's, you. He's back again. With his sausage rolls and a beer keg. <laughs> Crime Wednesday was yesterday. You missed it. Get out. <laughs> it's like Orange Wednesday. Mm. Was it yeah. that still a thing? Orange it was Tuesday. Orange Wednesdays. Orange, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Orange I always wondered what happened to Orange. Yeah, they're crime now. It's Crime Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. oh I see. Do one crime, get another free. <laughs> yeah. It's just the name of a mobile yeah. network, that's all. Yeah, you don't need one free cinema ticket. You can just crime your way in. If Orange Wednesdays had never existed, I would never have seen Alien Alien vs. Predator. Well, that's... I quite like that movie. How often do you watch it? Uh, <laughs> based on the current viewing, once every ten years. <laughs> I see. So once then. Yeah. How, how has it aged since your last, your last viewing? Oh, uh, really well. Yeah, really well. What do you like about it? I like that there were... Aliens, right? And I like that there were predators. Oh shit! And I like that they were versus one another. Okay. So there's three things just off the top of my head. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> okay. And I like the concept. It's like predators have built this like pyramid where people would. It's like the Hunger Games, but in space in a pyramid. I don't think it was in space. I think it was on Earth. Oh, wherever it was. But they have them everywhere. I, think. I mean, yeah. Earth is yeah. in space. To be fair. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So shut up. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was in the Arctic, I think. Mm. Was it? Yeah. I think it was. Because the Predators oh, are known for liking 
really warm places. <laughs> but yeah, but didn't this film add a significant piece of law, which was that the aliens were created by the predators at, to be the ultimate prey? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they created something like that. They're like they're hunting training almost, isn't it? That's how they yeah. prove that. And they made them as vicious and, and awful as they are to be the ultimate prey. Mm. But then I think all subsequent movies of both uh, franchises Just ignored that, that yeah. from them. Because <laughs> yeah. it's a complete what's the phrase like a nothing burger of a plot mm-hmm. where it's like some <laughs> hack of a screenwriter is like okay well it, frankly it writes itself and yet he's like aliens versus predators how how am I going to put these two together it's impossible it's like, I know a pyramid in the Arctic yeah done <laughs> and they're all in like these interchangeable sets I'm pretty sure Doctor sets. Who did that episode as well <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they just have the set yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh god it was so bad um, <laughs> Ali liked it though. So. Yeah. I mean, you can like bad things. I yeah. like a lot of bad things. Yes, that's true. You do. Yeah. I famous, don't much famous like, for it. Yeah. Well, I don't Nick. <laughs> no, no, I, no. I'm we're quite, on the podcast I'm, now. Yeah, I don't hold back now. <laughs> and also, I'm just quite proud of the fact that I, I quite mm. like bad things. But mm. I've never actually liked the Alien series all that much. Yeah, but also, I mean, it's the body horror. There's the body, there's the body horror aspect, which I don't much like. That doesn't help. I don't like horror in general. Also, I've never been able to watch an entire movie. Because well, any movie, any yeah, movie. No, the, an entire Aliens movie. I mean, there are many movies that also fall into this category, but just the Alien series is particularly bad for it because even though what the first one came out in like the eighties or seventies mm. or something, mm. full of strobes. They oh, love strobes. Yeah. Every bloody light on that spaceship is broken. Any, like, why any haven't they fixed the, the lights? <laughs> any spaceship horror has to have dark corridors with flickering lights. Yeah, in yeah. It. yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but. and it just it it, it it melts my brain almost literally. Mm. That is fair um, enough. So, yeah, <laughs> isn't it? I'm assuming there's a wonderful fight scene going on in that screaming that I'm hearing, but I can't <laughs> no, watch isn't. it with my eyes. No, it's, so. <laughs> it's, it's such a low frame rate because of the strobing. That it's, it's basically one or two punches, and that's it. Isn't it? Now, Ali, you're our, you're actually our film expert on Ooh. the table. Whoopsie. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but isn't it like they they made a sequel to Alien versus Predator, mm-hmm. which is called Alien versus Predator. Predator? What we like to do in the industry is when you take make a sequel. You tend to call it the same, but then you add a two on the end. Ah. I don't know if you, it's a really handy trick. Oh, the two trick. denotes the fact it's the second exactly. one. Exactly. Oh. It's like a shorthand for like, if you saw the first one. So is it short con- for the second chapter? Yes. Right. Exactly. Sure. And it, yeah. it, oddly enough, it did come out around a similar time as the second Fast and the Furious movie. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were working <laughs> on new ways to get like twos and threes in yes. the thing. So what they actually settled on was duplicating every letter. <laughs> <laughs> It's really hard to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> Surely you just pronounce it really slowly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it's was, like you're being speech jammed, basically. Yeah. It was Alien versus Predator colon Requiem. Really? Mm. Yes. Ah. And I believe the idea is that uh, I think people were like, what? I, I don't want to see like I've read Alien versus Predator comics, which were a novels. Thing. Yeah, novellas. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, pamphlets, shall we say. Yeah. One of those books that has like colour pictures in the middle <laughs> from the movie. I read the Fifth Element one of those as a kid. Yeah. yeah. I used to it's love great them. when you when you actually see like total segue, sorry, I'll get back oh, to it. Oh it's fine, yeah, no, it's fine. When you actually see um Lilu's whole name written down, it takes up like two lines of the really? <laughs> no, paragraph. It's how you turn the page and it's like Bruce Willis is committed and it's like a photo of him yeah. being like just pulling like, a face, <laughs> pointing a little bit yeah. suggestively. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, please continue with oh, your no. anecdote. All I was going to say is that like people were like, Alien versus Predator comics are set, I don't know, on Earth, and there's, pe- there's humans and everything. Of course. But not just in the Arctic, where nothing happens. So apparently like the ship 
takes off from the end of like Alien vs. Predator. And there's one surviving Predator. So spoilers. Um, <gasps> but he's been infected with an alien. And I think it oh, ends with a, a pred-alien mm. bursting out of his chest. And then the second movie begins with it instantly crashing Brilliant. into like small town USA. So it just crashes back on Earth. Yeah, yeah, they do it all. <laughs> doesn't even make it into orbit. No, but they, they do it in a small town. And I'm like, and I was in the back of my head, I was like, oh, maybe that'll be more interesting, like a bit mm. more of a horror, mm-hmm. alien, an alien infestation. And apparently when they released the movie to cinemas, the colour correction was so bad that you can't actually see anything. What? That's what the movie's known for more than anything, for being almost pitch black. Oh, oh dear. So could oh. you could you explain a little bit about why that happened on a high-quality movie? Well, I mean, colour correction is a job in and of itself. Like, you get an editor, you have a director, you have a producer, you have a colour corrector. So, well, someone that does colour correction, yeah. Maybe they the did colour grading. Maybe they didn't, yeah. But yeah. it's like expensive. Like you can get screens that are like fifty grand for color grading because you need that fidelity. And um, you've never like... really seen blue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you need to just find like the darkest bunker on earth where no light can penetrate, and then you're ready to color grade. Um... Is there only one color grader on the planet, and he lives in that salt mine where George Lucas keeps the original prints exactly. of Star Wars? He's like Mr. Universe from Firefly. <laughs> From Serenity, I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just comes around in my screen. And his skin is translucent because he's never seen the light of day. Um, Maybe yeah. the colour grader was just colour blind. Maybe. Ah. Yeah. Or light blind, that yeah. is to say, yeah. blind. Maybe they just had the brightness on the monitor turned up too high. <laughs> like, this is great. I reckon that's it. Yeah. I reckon that's the answer. I like that because it's the simplest. I think yeah. I've done that while editing podcasts, to be honest, where I've had the volume turned. It's so bright. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people say all that weird stuff in our, in our comments and reviews. I was blinded while listening to the podcast. Normally we think it's through alcohol, but now we realise. That's why Lucy can't listen to the podcast. Yeah, no. so it's yeah, too it's, stroby. It's, your, uh, it's the audio equivalent of a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, you know, like Vanta Black is a thing. Mm. Like that pure evil oh, that's black. that's cool to look at. Did we watch a video by that person who made Vanta Magenta? Vanta yeah. Pink, yeah. Vanta Pink, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's it can't actually be broadcast on TVs. Like the, the, the no, the LEDs <laughs> or whatever. Like the, the the photoreactive cells in your TV are simply incapable of producing the color as yeah. you see it in real life. Like it's we had to go. Cool. I remember watching this as well, and we had to go on the word of the guy who was there in the studio, and he was sort of saying, "I cannot put into words <laughs> how pink this is." <laughs> you suppose that's what, Trust me. Do you suppose that's maybe a bit like what a religious epiphany feels like like I think it might be. like is everyone just in that lab walking around and like crying all the time <laughs> well, so surely it's just it's the modern real life version of plato's cave you know you're sitting and watching shadows i was whole thinking life the exact you... same thing <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody tells you to turn around and you see the real world for the first time ah. you know we're all experiencing the world through a screen yeah <sighs> and it's not real and yet it looks just real enough to not make us realize that it's not real how do you think get about it cave? man yeah, uh, it's never specified. They're just said it's that they're tied in the in the cave. They're tied up, so presumably they are prisoners in the cave, but have been there for quite a while because they've forgotten that the real world exists. Real world exists. Plato yeah. wasn't great at backstory, frankly. <laughs> well, I see. Yeah, it's I mean, like... this is why none of his stuff's been converted to no. movies, isn't it? Plato versus Predator. <laughs> I watched that. Plato versus Socrates. Just Plato ripping his shirt with off. like gladiator weapons, yeah. like... and, and I'm muscles bursting out of his chest. <laughs> Whoever wins, we lose. 
Who has a hate? I do. Hey. Lucy's got a hate. I've got a hate. I'll Lucy's start, simmering I'll start with, with hate. some hate. Simmering with hate. <laughs> I've said, yeah, I, I was discussing just before we started recording that I found it so much easier to find a hate than a love this time. Mm. But yeah, And what hate, does that say about you? The hate is, what we're is saying. you know, bright and burning and scary in my head and it's great. Okay, so, here we um, go. I hate people who won't read. Okay. <laughs> okay. And it, there's kind of a, there is like a general sense to people who won't read, but in a very specific, very like global pandemic y sense, it's people who aren't reading the big glowy signs that say, queue here in this mm. line, or walk down this side, or here's the hand sanitizer, or wear, wear a, a face mask. mask, or this door is locked, please ring the number to let us know you're here. <laughs> That's quite a big one. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, it just instead of what he does is just lick the door handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it's just it's something that irritates me in general because I think like in my day to day life I have to deal with people who I am asking to read things and approve them. Mm. I then later find out that they did not properly read things when mm. they say no, that's wrong, and I'm like, but that's what was written down. For for anyone at home, Lucy is a um, primary school teacher. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that you're seven years old. <laughs> Kenneth, I thought we had a very formal meeting about this. What did the cat do? <laughs> Kenneth, I demand sign off on what the cat did. <laughs> uh, basically, I just, I, I have to remind myself an awful lot that uh, people have told me from a young age that I'm a very good reader. Mm. It's something I can't ever remember not being able to do. And it's something I can't not do. Like, I will, my brain will automatically try to read things in languages and alphabets I can't understand. It just, like, recognises it as words, and I will attempt <laughs> to read it. And I just find it so frustrating that so many people appear to be able to wander through life yeah. without just automatically getting information inputted into their heads through their eyes. Yeah. Now, you know, I forgive you if your eyes do not allow information to enter them. Fair enough. That's a different situation. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. whole different thing. But if you are an otherwise able-bodied and supposedly conscious human being walking around a shopping centre and there are great big clear signs all over the floor saying, this is the point where you queue to go into this shop, please walk down this side of the aisle and up the other side of the aisle. No, I'm just going to kill you one day. <laughs> yeah, is there, uh, like, do you ever confront people if they're not doing... I the mean, thing they're supposed to. I mean, I, I, I am afflicted with the terrible, terrible disease of being very British. <laughs> um, <laughs> therefore, I usually restrict myself. Moment, yeah, yeah. Usually restrict myself to tutting and glances and maybe occasionally sort of suggestions of what they could be doing differently. Mm -hmm. um, I think the one thing that really sort of annoyed me is um, my cat Bradley has been ill recently. I've had to go to the vets a couple of times with him. The vets currently has a great big sign on the door that's like, be COVID-19 aware, we're not letting anyone in, ring this phone number to let me know that you're here and the vet will come out to collect your animal. It's, just, it's on the door, it's like, this door is locked, ring this phone number. Every single other person who has come up to the vets while I've been standing there waiting for Bradley to come out of the vet has just walked straight up the stairs, occasionally like, lifting up their injured dog carrying them up the stairs, putting them down, then opening the door and then going, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realise I couldn't come in. Plastered with socks. Uh, and I'm just like... And the, the people who don't even have their phones with them. And it's like, why would you ever go? I mean... Yeah, to be fair, I think we may have the same vet, I'm not sure, yeah, but our probably. vet's done exactly the same. Yeah. And one time I did forget to take my phone. So I had to like 
go outside the door and like Dance. wave my arms <laughs> and mouth very like widely. I put, and I held like my thumb and my little finger out like a you phone. Held your I was like, up like a phone. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my food. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just, yeah, it, anyway, it irritates me because I'm just like, it's all there. All the information that you require to live you your life need. in a smooth <laughs> and efficient fashion is all there right in front of your eyes and you're just not looking at it. I think also um, you work in app development. I do. And and how many times have you dealt with customers who maybe Didn't just well, do yes, I mean, not see? Yes, what? I mean, that is... I, a factor of my day-to-day life and there's always that slightly frustrating moment where somebody comes back to you after you're doing several months of development and I should clarify that I don't do the actual development I'm not a coder I am a designer I I can't actually write any make a computer do anything other than it's what it's supposed to already do Um, (laughs) and they'll come back and be like oh but I need this to do this and this shouldn't be here and this shouldn't be here and I'm like this was all in the, the documentation. Seven-year-old The documentation <laughs> that I spent weeks working on. How does Kenneth even afford an app at that age? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's very frustrating. And we do have some customers where I almost don't bother writing stuff down. I just get our visual designer to draw them a picture because then they pay attention. Ah, now you're talking about <laughs> Just language. a middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> it is... I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this... Is, is this not just like an innate human quality that we can never pay attention to like what's in front of us? But I just, I think it's, I don't know if it's me. Is it, it might, I mean, obviously it's just me. Tell me now, <laughs> is it me? Yeah. <laughs> Round the table, come is on. Is it a safe place? <laughs> yeah, but I can't look at an object that has words on it and not have those words go into my head and make logical sense. <laughs> I was, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was, I was looking at something. I think I was just reading while I was fueling up my car. And I was like, you know, just uh, on my phone. Was like the numbers the going up. Station. Yeah. Oh, God. About a thousand pounds. There's petrol everywhere. <laughs> just smoked in petrol. And it was really yeah. dark, so you did have to, like, have a candle. Yeah, yeah. Open flame, of course. Yeah, yeah. candle dripping wax. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was weird how much people were shouting. Anyway, it's really strange. Anyway. <laughs> Really odd, but that's that's a story for another time. Um, yeah, and I was just looking at words around in my world, and I was like, isn't it weird how I don't have to decode that? Mm. But like that, that just says unleaded there. It literally just yeah. it's like it's screaming Stop. unleaded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> so I remember my 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 many years ago when I did A level psychology, we talked about um, learned autonomic behaviours, and reading becomes one of those mm. for the majority of people. Once you become literate. You cannot become illiterate. Mm. If you look at a word, the word I'll sounds in your head. Depends <laughs> <laughs> like, how close you are to the yeah. petrol nozzle. I yeah. Say. yeah. But After a while, this time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I've why you. Up by that, yeah. That's why you'd even like you know you you find yourself trying to read or sound out in your head something that's written in a language you don't speak because mm. if it's symbols you recognize your brain is still going i know those symbols those symbols usually have meaning they make this noise in my mind yeah and it just it does it you can't stop it without like a stroke or something like it just I, happens I do, I do remember as a kid i remember quite vividly being in the car with my mom and asking probably the first question of my young life which wasn't about like tamagotchis or lego or something <laughs> yeah. and it was like mom is it possible to look at, at words and not read them yeah, I vividly remember. See, that's quite a powerful, that. powerful. And your mum's bilingual as well, so it's even less possible for her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She speaks Predator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they consulted her to make a movie. 
<laughs> I mean, really, the, you know, really, I had three parents: the mom, my dad, and the uh, kind of shoulder-mounted gun that accompanied my mom at all yeah. times. <laughs> Such warmth from that gun. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm technically illiterate in innumerable languages. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, infinitely illiterate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, wow, that's a harrowing way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's infinite planets and infinite alien species out yeah. there with infinite languages, I am infinitely illiterate. Yeah. That's great. I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate because... Oh, here we go. Yeah, okay. Because it's fun. Why not? It's um, like, <laughs> the whole point of the show. I know you never listen, but it's the whole point of the show. <laughs> All the people walking around the vets with their poorly animals... Using them as door very handle. distracted, thinking, oh, there's a pandemic and my poor little doggo is, you know, snapped in half. I <laughs> like... Like they're they're preoccupied, their minds preoccupied. But so I would they're... have thought it would make them more aware of big red letters that say COVID nineteen. Mm. Yeah, like that's if that's the thing, that's the the background worry in every human's brain at the at mm. the moment. So you'd think yeah. you'd be more sensitive to those wo- those words appearing in front of you. New words, like, but I suppose you can't read what you don't see. You don't know what you don't see in a way. Oh. I suppose. I guess Powerful. Powerful words <laughs> it's words I live by. Mm. Then I question why they don't see <laughs> ignorance. <it. laughs> hey, it's for aesthetic purposes, <laughs> it's a lifestyle choice. <laughs> so yeah, so that's been particularly irritating me of late because I just feel like this is one situation where reading the signs is just really important. Yeah. Could yeah. it really be because your heart is a a perfect onyx cube? Wow. I mean, we've discussed on many occasions how I pretty much hate all of humanity equally. Like, <laughs> they did say perfect. Yeah. So it wasn't wholly an insult. Yeah, like yeah. as Ali said, those poor people are like very worried about their pet dog, Vesuvius, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Vesuvius. The volcano <laughs> of shit coming out of its backside. That's what we call him that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. No, I, I am actually on your side. Yeah, yeah like yeah, walking around Tesco's when there was a one-way system and people just were not going. I would come back seething, <laughs> just yeah. like how hard is it? There's an arrow. It's not even a word. <laughs> it's an arrow with go where the pointy end is going. But in the end, I started like herding people down the, <laughs> down the aisles. I was like, come nope, back, come on, nope, come back, back, back with you. Yeah. 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 And a collie. Yeah. <laughs> like on an airport <laughs> runway. Just yeah. Like, yeah, waving my arms. I, I, I had a I had a colleague because who said uh, who said something about how oh I think I think we need to like better signpost people to something on the app I work on going like uh, it's just not that obvious you know and I had to take a screenshot where literally it's like there's a button and a, and a massive arrow <laughs> like I shit you not there's an arrow with writing next to it go. Is this what you're looking for? <laughs> Click here. And I'm like, what more can I do, Janet? <laughs> so that screenshot and goes like, I agree, but I really don't know how we could make yeah. it any clearer at this point. You could just make the whole app just that button. Yeah. Like, that's your mistake, Janet. Yeah. No, no, you're right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You idiot. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, yeah, no. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Agreed. Mm. Okay. Basically, yeah. overall. Seconded. I won. Yes. You have won the podcast. I win this that's game, how right? That's <laughs> how they, yeah, is this a. I didn't realise it was a game, actually. Yeah, all those oh. unclaimed prizes. You I wonder how have. many points I've got. Yeah. And what can I trade like, them in Probably for? like three. It's like in chess. It's like, like oh, the Marquise Gambit. Uh-huh, like, yes. <laughs> the Winchester opener. I've got hate. Oh, Yay. all right, yeah. Yeah, I hate vending machines in movies or TV shows. Because whenever a vending machine appears in a movie or a TV show, it's going to do that thing 
where they put the money in and the thing doesn't fall down. Mm-hmm. And that's always the case. You don't put a vending machine in a movie unless, unless it's going to do that. That's okay. the whole point of it. It's like how you don't put a dog in a movie unless they're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> you don't put no. a dog in a vending machine unless it's going to get jammed yeah, in that's, that's, vending machine. That's what we call um, Chekhov's gun dog. <laughs> So yeah, just for once, I just want to see a vending machine, and they go beep boop boop, and they're, they're Pringles tube. What? They're, um, <laughs> they're box oh, of shredded oh, wheat. <laughs> it's on end, okay? It's on end. It's fine. There's it's only fine. one in each. There's slot. only one. Yeah, yeah. A vacuum packed brick of tofu. <laughs> <laughs> a twelve pack of adult Andrex nappies. I don't know about steak. Andrex man sized tissue box, kind of like sliding down the coil. <laughs> To be honest, I would expect that to get jammed. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. Have you never used a vending machine and had something get jammed? I think I have. Yeah, so but but I think that's maybe happened once right. in my career, and, I, and I use that career. word very specifically, mm-hmm. capital career of using vending machines to get snacks, yeah. and that's only happened once. So that would be like 0.9999001% times, wow. and yet in movies, it's a hundred percent of the time. Okay. Whenever there is a vending machine, I can name two examples that I saw in like the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Umbrella Academy, there's a uh, season two. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking of the jams. Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Yep. That bit wasn't even like. And it was actually quite it was a good a, scene. It was completely an aside from yeah. anything else that was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Which bit are you talking when about? Five, when five beats up a vending machine. Oh, it's just so before, weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I thought the vending machine was going to be quite important. To yes. that yeah. Scene. yeah. It didn't. No. Which, which, to be fair to shows that use the vending machine, it usually is important in some way. It's usually to show the characters frustrated or easy, quick to mm-hmm. anger or whatever, mm-hmm. I guess. But five guess. had just been like murdering a whole bunch of other people. We so know. you can probably assume that he's got some pent up right now. He kind of exudes the crazy yeah. I'm gonna murder you vibe if you haven't mm. seen Umbrella Academy by the way everyone watching yeah. it'd be good let's try and avoid too many spoilers yeah, yeah. that wasn't really I don't think five being an angry murderer is that much of a spoiler no. I'm pretty sure it comes up in like the first episode of the first series <laughs> we can't say with certainty that a vending machine isn't gonna be relevant <laughs> that's yeah, true this could be serious plotting although wait it's on Netflix isn't it Yeah. Mm-hmm. that means it's probably gonna get cancelled now why Why? because they I think Netflix have revealed that like it's only economically viable for them to make two seasons of a thing. But That's why everything tends to be Stranger, Stranger things. things. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that, I don't know. Was that yeah. the testing group? They've like, just maybe it was. But they, they it didn't work. I didn't watch. I didn't watch, I didn't watch like, three. Really oh no! You're <laughs> the problem. Lucy didn't watch season three of Stranger oh, Things. That's why we're here. That's the best season. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Stranger, Stranger it Trings. It was called. It wasn't. So don't worry about that too much. <laughs> Thrings. <laughs> yeah, it was called Stranger Thrings. <laughs> I want to know what your second example is. Gravity Falls. Okay. I think it's happened twice in Gravity Falls. That's, <laughs> a, that's a cartoon though. Yeah. Oh. And the vending reality. machine is important in that. It is. But is it the same vending machine both times in yes. Gravity Falls? Mm-hmm. You see, that makes it slightly more realistic for me. Yeah. Because at university, there was one vending machine in one college that you just didn't use. Because I think whoever filled that one didn't know how to fill vending machines. <laughs> they so were putting Pringles tubes in it. <laughs> so, you know, you know this is a spiral. There's a point where the spiral will drop the thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Basically, they put everything one half oh, spiral oh. too far back. Maybe they were trying. So it never. It, it, it wouldn't. I mean, it would drop stuff, but only if you were willing to sacrifice. Only if that first person was willing to like sacrifice yeah. their turn on it. Yeah. Then it would <laughs> all be offset by one yeah. snack. Yeah. Yeah. The snack offset paradigm, as yeah. I like to call it. So you know, if, if at least at least if it's the same vending machine in both instances, it could just be that it's, it's faulty. Yeah, 
It's yeah. consistently faulty. Yeah. Before the um, before the lockdown times, before the before the dark, <laughs> before the plague, before dark the, dark, ages. the dark, the dark age. Um, I I was going through. I uh, had a bit of an emotional vacuum that I could only fill with fruit pastels. Um, <laughs> oh, we've all been there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I do remember getting a tube of fruit pastels, which I would eat in one sitting. Uh, from uh, from the, like yeah, a yeah, pretty pretty much, yeah. um, wrapper and all uh, from the vending <laughs> like machine into a Game Boy. and it not coming out because it was on the half spiral and at that point in the pit of despair I'd found myself in just well, in for a penny in for literally, <laughs> literally three pounds like whatever it takes so, and did I end up with three tubes of fruit pascals yes I did did, did I eat them all yes I did <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you caught with a phrase there on the half spiral which I really really like because oh. I like to think that you were as a result you were on the half spiral after mm. that like you were very much on the half spiral oh, and yeah, spent yeah. the rest of your day nay I say week on the half spiral mm. after that awful event but no regrets, though. It's got you where you are today. Yeah. Look at it like, now. Who Just would have known him. what would have happened if you hadn't done that? No, I, well, you know? indeed. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Because vending <laughs> machines are very important. Absolutely. <laughs> I wonder if, Nick, some of your concern is because you, you, you get a natural sense of anxiety, like a kind of like a fight or flight response whenever food is served, <laughs> but... but not from somebody in like a Greg's apron. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think when I when I go to a a, a man or machine for my for my beige like square. sustenance, <laughs> I, I expect my beige sustenance ASAP. Okay. <laughs> I expect my beige sustenance. If you were willing to wait for food, you would want colours. Exactly. <laughs> Do you yeah. expect it to be dropped by a meter onto the plate? I expect there to be some sort of less human delivery method. You know, <laughs> to make me feel lesser. Right, like, like a like a animal right. waiting at a spout kind of thing. That's, <laughs> that's what I want from my food experience. Uh-huh. I think I've made that very clear on yes. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the, the important thing about what they call in the business for Greg's caress is that <laughs> the, 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 the dismount from circular heating um, grid is um, it, it adds ten calories, like mm. ten kilocalories, just just. <laughs> sliding across the surface of that Greg's employee's glove. Yeah. You know, that that's that's the extra that, that That's the Greg's through, magic. That'll see you through winter. That's a Greg's <laughs> promise. I that's what keeps me on the full spiral. I'm telling you that right now. I noticed that Greg's is currently serving a reduced menu. Is this causing you like is this causing you stress? I can't believe it Dane to bring that up. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> no, to be brutally honest actually I haven't been to Greg's in ages. And maybe that's why I'm feeling the way I am. <laughs> Maybe that's why you're so obsessed with vending machines. Right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm trying to live vicariously through these TV shows. I haven't, I haven't been to Greg's in ages again. These terrible symptoms, like un, unlaboured breathing, um, <laughs> ability really, to run, clean, distance, really clear skin. No, I don't... <laughs> Regular and quite satisfying bowel movements. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. So um, is your problem really that there's two ways for a vending machine in a movie or a TV to go? It's either the thing gets stuck. Oh, we all saw that coming. Or it doesn't get stuck, and no. then they just move on with their day. And it I'm saying kind of there's irrelevant. only one way it goes. It always gets stuck. And because it's... why else would you bother showing the vending? And yeah. I think that is that is a yeah. fair point. And I was thinking in my head as I was thinking about bringing this to tonight. I was going to say like, what is the alternative that that the story goes? They use a beep boop boop mm, fruit pastels. Yum. Yeah, it's like that's not interesting. Mm-hmm. And I get that. <laughs> But I think I just want one show to just do it once, just to eliminate the fact that it's always the other way. I just want someone to break it, just break that cycle. Like, that, I think the only 
the only like audio visual entertainment I have ever watched where somebody goes to the toilet and doesn't get attacked is Scott Pilgrim. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a good point. Going like, to the toilet just, is a really good point. He just actually equipment. goes to the loo. Yeah. But he has such a quick piss. It he bothers does. me. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. It bothers yeah. me because it, it takes 19 seconds to drain my bladder. Uh, that, which <laughs> is, yeah. yeah, I have time. That's an average. Yeah. Of, uh, That's an average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you keep a graph. Like daily, a spreadsheet, yeah. No. So, sorry, yeah. I lost a lot of my data from the previous, from the aughts, you know, in my, when my computer crashed every week. But that's the worst thing you lost of anything. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's like you don't, you don't bother showing a character doing something mundane unless no. something's going to go wrong. Yeah, it's kind of already a spoiler. Yeah. Like if you're watching somebody just eat a meal. <laughs> I mean, something's exactly. going to happen. But I feel like, it's, but I feel like that's the same for where we are with vending machines now. Is that when I see a vending machine and when I see a character go to interact with it, I know exactly what's going to happen in the next ten seconds. Yeah, I always know. It, it's a storytelling trope we refer mm. to as Chekhov's gunding machine. <laughs> Chekhov, gun Chekhov gun did machine. a lot of work. Two, two for two. Just give me one more gun. <laughs> There's two more hits to go, so we might do this. <laughs> I recently watched a, um, a YouTube video of somebody going and eating exclusively from vending machines in Japan. Mm. Oh. Just having a whole meal from vending machines that you found around Tokyo in Japan. Well, they've really upped the vending machine yeah, game. Yeah, but there was one there. place we went where it was like a weird... Like, it was jammed into a corner and you had to, like, sidle sideways past certain vending machines to get inside this, like, little... <laughs> to find the bit, to find Diabolique. The <laughs> <laughs> and there was all kinds of really, like, like mistery packages, like vending machines full of mystery packages. I think I've seen packages. this video. Yeah. yeah. God, this sounds and awesome, the weirdest one was awful. is that... There was one that was like, it was one of those vending machines that doesn't actually show you the dispensary. It just shows you like a display cabinet of different things. And it was like a bottle with a beetle in it, like a okay. a plastic beetle. And he was like, okay, that's weird. Gotta <laughs> try that. It. Yeah. So he, he, got a, he got a plastic beetle and it was half a water bottle with like sealed at the top with tape, like masking tape, <laughs> wow. which he opened up and he found three wrapped shards of brick. And so he didn't get the beetle. A, plaswork, a clockwork plastic oh, he, beetle. That he did you, get like, the beetle. You roll it up, it but he got around. bonus brick shards. Bonus brick shards. And he was like, why did I just spend $5 on bricks? <laughs> That's remarkable. And it was very strange. There was also a train in that vending machine, like a toy train, like a, a bullet train. Like a, so they're really long. The, <laughs> I feel like the brick shards were in there for like ballast or something. Yeah. Like it had to like be to a certain it, weight. Like, thud. So it would fall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or, or there were like a bunch of borrowers and their and tiny house been clearing it out their <laughs> tiny house fell into the vending machine oh, factory no. yeah and you've just given sad. me a very good idea it's really good oh okay. sure yeah. <laughs> um they made a movie about emojis living in a phone and that's that was that showed ah. that you can do anything what about a load of tiny people living in a vending machine that, yeah. that has beetles in it just tiny people tiny people tiny or people. anthropomorphized snacks snacks mm. no i think that's been done and done badly and you put, <laughs> I think we need to walk away from you that. put it on the half twist on the half spiral on the half spiral living on the half spiral yeah. it, to be called. it would yes. be it would have to be like the modernised version of Redwall yes like it's just full of it's full of mice and spiders yes, that's perfect so <laughs> living in a tiny kingdom inside the vending machine it's like a metropolis of snacks and spirals in, 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 in a disused vending machine hidden in a back alley in Tokyo mm. yeah. Vendwall 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. the, um, the like someone eating their way around Japan's vending machines I just imagine like a ramen dispenser and he it did, like he gets did find stuck a ramen. he did find <laughs> a ramen dispenser oh, no. like, it was, like dribbling down the inside <laughs> and like you try and put your hand in and it just, just get a handful of noodles boiling hot <laughs> oh god he did, he did find he did find one that dispensed hamburgers and hot dogs 
put like microwaved hamburger. He had a little timer, so clearly he just like put slotted it into a microwave and then heated it up. He said the hot dog was okay, but the hamburger was awful. Mm. <laughs> I'm still thinking. Sorry, Ali. I'm still thinking about like your ramen vending machine. Mm. So like when you go to Five Guys and we got the big soda machine, we got to get a cup and it's like ice and then like <laughs> level of fizz and then uh-huh. like kind of oh Fanta. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, 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 it's like beef okay. shards. <laughs> You're like ramen, okay, cool. And he's like, okay, the cup is coming, and nothing gets dispensed. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh cut my hands, <laughs> <laughs> my baseball cap, or something. <laughs> oh, so hot. I remember Ali when we went to New York. We went to what's that central place with all the billboards and everything? Oh, Times, Times Square. Square. Times Square, yeah. And uh, oh, we, the cupcake. We found a cupcake vending yes. machine. Yes. Yeah. And it, was it was like eight dollars for a cupcake, but wow. they looked amazing. Yeah, and, it was... and they were like the size of like two fists. They were big. It, we, we discovered after it was dispensed that it was big but it was weird it was like it wasn't like the classic vending machine with the spirals and everything it was like a computer screen and then there was this like hatch with a little we presumed was going to like be a door that opened yeah. up and so we put our <laughs> we put our entry in it's like oh yeah we'll get this one I think I got like a chocolate one or something yeah. and then I put my card in it took my card uh, payment and then it was like done and nothing happened and then super slowly like the door started to raise and it had gone yeah. like a centimetre up and it stopped. And it stopped. And I was like, oh no, I've put all that money in and I'm not going to get a cupcake. <laughs> and we so, could see like the feet of the cupcake. But I can't like, the shadow of it. <laughs> at this point, I was panicking. Like, uh, uh, for some reason, I was consumed with the fear that I may not get this cupcake. So I shoved my fingers into that gap and I heaved the door <laughs> up like this. You'd already got yours. This was the yeah, second one. Yeah, this is wasn't a very it? expensive cupcake machine. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not letting this go. And I like, you know when you pull a Venetian blind and it goes at that weird angle and you're like, oh, yeah. I, I fucked it. It's, it's broken. I did that to this little door. <laughs> and we knew because Ali had already had hers that after you've extracted your cupcake, the door shuts again. <laughs> so I heaved this thing up, pulled the cupcake out. And it was just stuck. And then it was stuck there. <laughs> this horrible like, angle. Oh no, I've, ru- I've ruined it. <laughs> Nobody gets cupcakes Nobody now. Nobody gets cupcakes yeah. now. All because I just couldn't wait. I just couldn't wait. So maybe that's what all of this is born out maybe. of. So maybe. When, so when that cupcake... When the cupcakes came out, did mm. they have like a big tower of icing? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're amazing. But I don't think they were being made in there. I think no. there was a storage container. I think they container. must have been made that day. And, and then, then they like, were being yeah. slotted Or there's out. just dispensed. someone stood back what there. That's what saying. That's just placing but, it on. But what if there was a second cupcake vending machine next to it and it was like a dollar? So it was like an eighth of the price. Oh, we missed that one. Only there's a hand. <laughs> <laughs> and like when you put the money in, you watch this hand in a very sensual manner kind of like pile (laughs) just (laughs) grabbing icing just like (laughs) just throwing it onto a sponge somebody would pay for that somebody would pay that's true (laughs) then it throws it at you (laughs) enjoy (laughs) and you must say thank you keep changing filthy animal (laughs) have you said all you wanted to say about vending machines I'm done on that it's fine I think I've made my point I have my say we are kind of working our way, I guess, around oh, wow. the table, Ali. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to... It's on you. Okay. I have a feeling that my hate is going to be quite controversial. <gasps> Please don't I be know. a minority. Please don't be a minority. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need this. No. Has it happened yet? No. <laughs> that wouldn't be controversial. No. Um, you bunch of racists. No. Um, no, my hate is that... It's not a hate I've always had, but it's definitely a hate that I have come to find during lockdown. I have come to hate videos of Rube Goldberg machines. 
Oh, no. <laughs> I love Rube Goldberg machines. I did as well until lockdown came along. And then it's like, oh, I've had nothing else to do today. So look how I've spent five hours piling up tubes and a toaster that burns a string that knocks a rubber duck onto the I don't know, a piece of like <laughs> tape that knocks the scissors and then all of it, all it does is just like, I don't know, turn the light on or something. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> you want me to congratulate you on the fact that you've just spent your day turning the light on it, by contract, like making this stupid <laughs> machine that just is so pointless. Look at all the junk you own. Does this not make you think about like I mean, maybe like recycling like, some of your crap? <laughs> that is like the entire point of a Rube Goldberg machine. I know. Like, it's supposed to do something pointless in the most complicated way possible. Oh, I know, but it just frustrates. I'm like, oh, well done. Do you, like, is that what you want from me? Well, do you want me do, to admire this? Do you feel are, are these people for whom you imagine up until lockdown mm. they'd never made? Yes. A Rube Goldberg machine. Exactly. Oh, it's like the thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Would you say they are noob? Oh, machines? very good. Would you say? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Sometimes it's not even Rube Goldberg machines in the strictest sense. Sometimes it's just like around the house, they've made like a ping pong course. Oh, and it's yeah. like, I'm going to stand on the roof and I'm going to throw it down and the chimney. Dun, dun, dun. And then it's going to go, yeah, down the stairs and hit a frying pan and then bounce the off the cat's category. head. And then look, it landed in a in a mug. Yay. And it only took 300 attempts. <laughs> we did it. Yes, we did it. But do you not now get what? some satisfaction from watching this? We live in a world of chaos. There's no order. To, to anything mm-hmm. and, and and yet here and yet is... a ping pong ball careening around a lounge i mean <laughs> it's just mm. order order you say that though <laughs> you say that but from the absolute joy and relief in their voices they have done that many times mm-hmm. to get one success they have failed 500 times sure, sure, sure. so i don't really see that as bringing order to chaos do you, do, I... you, do you feel when you say it out loud like that this may be a powerful metaphor for life <laughs> You know, well, really. that, like you, one you time know. in five hundred, you might you might achieve just get something it. great. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a reason to hate it even more. Mm. I d- I don't know. Um. I just don't get what these people want from me. <laughs> Why you... do you keep watching them? Yeah. <laughs> they just crop up on like compilations. And, uh, do you keep oh. commenting like, "What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off with your Goldberg machine." How do you feel if I started? one started work on one because i want to do one i would sabotage it okay great. <laughs> i have i have built one in the past i built one uh, for a, uh, an, a departmental open day oh, see that was a purpose cool. well no it didn't <laughs> <laughs> and it only worked one time in every 10 that we ran it to be fair lucy's purpose lucy's machine's purpose is exactly the same as these videos which is to entertain <laughs> who them the or who are watching it if you were doing it for your own entertainment then fair enough but why are you filming it and putting it on the internet for other people to enjoy. <laughs> well, I don't enjoy it. YouTube, all. everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there's worse things to, to comment on YouTube as being a waste of time then. I, mm. I, I'm gonna, I, I agree with you to some extent because I do kind of feel oh. the same way about Domino videos. Yes, yeah. I would agree with this The first well. time you watch a Domino video, you go like, oh my God, wow. I can't, it's amazing. I my can't mind it. Blown. It looks like Mario and now it fell over. They always look like Mario, don't they? <laughs> but then there's like professional dominoists, you know, and it's like, oh, uh, Nintendo commissioned me to make a Mario. They're called Papa what? John's, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Uh, 
Uh, it's very clever. Oh, yeah. Thank uh, you very much. But yeah, they, and, and they do all these things. And then you're like, oh, that was a fun video. Let's check out this person's channel. 300 videos of dominoes. Yeah. And then you go, oh. Yeah. Yeah. When, when will we, it be enough? Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. <laughs> when will they have placed the final domino and gone, I've done dominoes? I would argue there's a big difference between dominoes and rib girl uh-huh. Are you okay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Reboot. <laughs> the difference is, is that when you've seen one domino video, it is essentially the next one is essentially the same. It might do a different pattern. It mm. might might create a different. Might create Luigi if you're lucky. Mm. Only one in ten create Luigi apparently. But like, it's still just one tiny rectangle hitting into another one millions of times. Sure. Whereas a Rube Goldberg machine, one might have a different shapes. On it. Yeah. One I might guess. have peas that fall into a sieve. You know. Wow. And that that click a lever that heats up milk. That well, might happen in one. Oh, I didn't realise that then, Nick. That <laughs> you yeah. won me over. Peas in a sieve, but warm up milk. Warm up milk. What, wow. so, <laughs> what, Changed my mind. What <laughs> would my work here is done? <laughs> what would it take at this point in your life for a Rube Goldberg machine to genuinely surprise you? Oh, because I know question. what you mean now. Like you, you you've yeah. seen one, you've kind of seen them all. I think it would have to build to a crescendo where it <laughs> achieves something impressive. The end result is impressive, not just the journey. But the end result but is like impressive. But like what? Like what's impressive to you? I would be impressed if a Rube Goldberg machine reset itself. That, oh, yes, that like, would be impressive. That would essentially be a perpetual motion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's impressive. Yeah, that's very impressive. Yeah. Like if it made a piece of art or if it, like, um, I know obviously OK Go do a lot of yeah. these kinds of music videos. They could, like they make a song or a music video part of it. That's impressive. There's like a purpose to it. Sure. Um, so you need it to, to do more than just complete its own action yeah but yeah or unless its own action is something that's like wow that's a cool piece of art or the, you know the thing in my head now is that I know, because we've talked about dominoes and we've talked about rube goldberg machines i mm. can't tell them apart in my head now <laughs> and i want like the person who just uploads rube goldbergs and domino machines like they've got 300 videos i want like video 178 to be exactly <laughs> like all the others and it's like oh there's a domino oh there's a ball oh it's rolling that's cool oh where's it going is that the White House? And then you're like, <laughs> and then it's like Barack Obama is there, you know, yeah. and, and he salutes the marble as it and goes he salutes the marble, and you're like, wow, and he's like, hey everyone, I'm back. <laughs> Two more terms. They change the rules. <laughs> Yeah. That yeah. yeah, that's incredible. And then the next video is just Mario again. <laughs> they never acknowledge it. Yeah, don't yeah. shine a light on it. That that I would click like on that video if that happened. Or it goes yeah. into like a yeah. like a. An operating theatre. <laughs> Makes like... the first incision. There's <laughs> a scalpel like, waiting to fall. Oh my god. Oh, wow. It's oh. like, um, you may have all had the same thing, but I had a physics textbook in like years seven to nine, I think it was, um, that had a Rube Goldberg machine on the cover. Okay. And I didn't know the name for it at the time, but it was basically if you opened out the book and laid it all flat, you could have traced. Like all the different, there would like cogs and a boot on a stick, and that sounds like, familiar. Going the whole way across the back of the book, and I can't even remember what it was supposed to do at the end. There was just some bloke I seem to remember sitting in a chair on the front cover, <laughs> and I was like, I, I remember being kind of fascinated by that mm. as a kid, just trying to work out how it would all connect together. Which is, of course, that's the point that's, of a Rube Goldberg machine. Physics, like, yeah. it's like... The thing is, like, what I like about them because I really like them, <laughs> and I could watch. Hundreds of videos back to back. Really? And just spend my days just watching Rube Just Goldberg watching people turn light switches on until very slowly. Until gradually I died. Okay. I could do that. Um, but what I like about them is that I think they're essentially a joke. 
there and the punchline is that they do something that you could have done by just reaching over and pressing right. the button. So Who's I love the it. joke on though? Is it on themselves that they wasted part of their life? I don't think. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not quite sure what Rube Goldberg was going for. <laughs> you seem desperate to find a victim here. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I'm trying to say is that I just enjoy it yeah. remotely. Kind I'm of. very grumpy. Mm, okay. Like, I'm, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, based on our listening figures, there's at least 98 victims as a result of this. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it's like a really good joke. But when you hear a really good joke like 400 times, is mm. it still exactly? Mm. Well, like and the... when yes, and when they've, the they've told that joke 399 times and fluffed it, and then the 400 times, yeah, which you go, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, but they only tell those. it to you the 400. That's yeah. true. Like I live in an incredible fantasy world where that happened once and perfectly, mm. and it's awesome. It's a lie. Yeah. yeah. But so is all entertainment. <laughs> Cartoons are a lie. No. What? <laughs> that's, what that's, what reality, that's what reality actually looks like, Nick. That's cool. But you draw it all the time. I assumed that was how you saw it, the same as the rest of us. That is true. But I assumed that I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if these Rube Goldberg machine people, this is actually like a cry for help? <laughs> yeah, like, it probably is. They haven't set it up. But it's like, <laughs> I just can't do things in a normal manner. <laughs> Accidental. This is just my house. <laughs> I rolled out of bed and I turned the ignition on in my car. I don't know how it happened. Well, it's basically every Wallace and Gromit yes. episode is one giant Rube Goldberg machine, oh, isn't it? Like, I know, that seems like an insult to Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go, oh, because you suddenly realised how much you loved Wallace I and Gromit. I love Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, well, there you yeah. go. See? Yeah. Spoilers. No, but he's we built got... clever in inventions to Not do really. specific things. Like, he could just get out of bed in and walk downstairs. In the very episode of Wallace and Gromit, he, the, 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 it starts with it making toast. With yeah. jam on it. And that's that's not, all it does. That's not the very first episode. No. But You're forgetting Grand Day Out. Yeah. The 80s one. Off oh, to the moon. Yeah. No, what, so what, which one's the toast one in then? Uh, wrong trousers. Wrong trousers, ah, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, fair play. But fair play. no, you're missing the point where he's able to make toast while he's dressing himself sliding out of bed. <laughs> so he's or saving rather, Gromit time. is. Yes. Gromit has to hit the button to make the toast. So Gromit he... has to get up early in the morning to set it all up. That's true. Like... Yeah. The machine <laughs> yeah. doesn't make toast while he's getting dressed. Like the first stage of the machine is dressing him and then he slides down into a seat and then it continues on to make But let's not confuse auto- automation <laughs> with Rube Goldberg. Let's get it. Let's drill it. Let, us, let us not confuse the industrial revolution. <laughs> Would you call the printing press a Rube Goldberg machine? Yes. No. Oh, sorry, I've, I've lost <laughs> Yeah, it's a very complex way of doing a very simple thing. Exactly. In the old days, to go on the street and shout, <laughs> and the two people I lived with would hear it. <laughs> Easy. 100% market penetration. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Fair enough. I've I got... just think life is too short. But anyway. I've got hate. Mm-hmm. Go for it. I hate video game difficulty levels oh interesting please Ah, elaborate yes all of them please elaborate on expert mode well (laughs) uh uh, probably more of a beginner's mode uh okay case in point i i i'm not very good at video games hey uh you you finished dark souls like five times to be fair you played the the hardest kinds of games you're Uh, a glutton for punishment ah maybe maybe Mm -hmm. maybe i'm a masochist um (laughs) uh but no but i've recently been playing a new game called invisible ink Mm. It's one of those solo games that you play by yourself. <laughs> oh, God, that means you're a loser. If you have no mix. Uh, and um, I've, I just completed my first uh, run of the entire game. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I felt quite proud of myself. As then, you should. And then the game goes, congratulations, you've completed beginner mode. Oh. And I'm like, now you've got a bit of experience. Why don't you try experience mode? And I'm like... 
great, you kind of took the wind out of my sails a little <laughs> bit there, but I guess I'll go on to experience. And I look, and it's like, okay, so it's beginner. Okay, yep, yep. Um, experience, that's the next one up. So I'm working on experience. And then it's expert. Ooh. And I'm like, okay, okay, fine. There's, there's three. Mm-hmm. And then I look a bit further, and there's actually like, there's like three more. And then it becomes like, uh, you know, impossible sadist, you know, <laughs> hurt me matron. Illegal. You know, yeah. like that sort of thing. And it's... Yeah, war crime um, <laughs> crime Wednesdays and it's like I I, I like a scaling challenge mm-hmm. I just know that because you've gone to the effort of name quantifying and naming these different difficulty levels I know there's a point that I'll never be able to surpass mm. and it's probably experienced like mm. I just know like already mm. I guess my point is I'd rather be ignorant at how bad I am mm. um, it's like when you start a game and it goes do you want to start in easy, yeah. normal, or hard? But mode? at this point, you have no frame of reference yes. for what those mean. Yeah. Like you, you can kind of glean, having done it a lot, what it might mean. But even then, it's kind of like it's like if shoe sizes were all on a different scale every time you bought a shoe. Like mm-hmm. there's no real way of knowing for sure what yeah. they mean. Oh, it's by like hard. someone saying, "Do you have a large foot?" It's like <laughs> in comparison to what? I mean, one of my feet is massive <laughs> compared to the other one. <laughs> But that's the thing. It's like if 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 a game was just like super hard, but also oh, if a cat is trying to climb onto the table. No. We, we, have Yo, fifth, we have a fifth presenter. Hey. Episode. What have you got to say? <laughs> I see. I see. Please continue. Uh, yeah. So, but like, if you just started the game and it was super hard, but they didn't tell you it's super, it was super hard. They just called it Dark Souls. They just called <laughs> yeah. it Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> you you wouldn't know any different and like the game would still be hard but you wouldn't feel like a complete child for having to select beginner mode I would guess. you feel really disheartened though if you kept dying and kept dying and then you realize oh it's i can beginner. step it down <laughs> yeah there are games that do that though i know there's like there's a mario game where like if you die enough times yeah. it will go like do you want us to complete the level for you? <laughs> Just hold A. We'll take control of Mario if you like. Hang on. <laughs> now, That's the whole game. <laughs> no, I, I should say that there is obviously a bit of a negative buzz in the general gaming world where people go like, oh, there should never be an easy mode. That's... You know, that's for losers, you know. Mm. Good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm not saying that because I know for a fact that there are kind of... There are many people that say they might... Uh, they might have an impairment, which mm. means they can't sure. respond as quickly. I, I know um, the new Last of Us game, which you're playing, mm-hmm. has a setting for colour blindness or, yes. or yeah. visual impairments. So I'm not I'm not against having like a quote unquote accessible mode mm-hmm. or something like that. I just mean I, I wish they'd find a way of naming them that didn't highlight my own inadequacies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you to some extent because, like, I'm a big fan of stories in games. Particularly, I like I like to play games that have an extensive world to discover and plot to unfold or whatever. And if a game is hard or or annoying, I should say, but I really want to continue to discover that world, then then I'm in this really tricky place when I'm starting up where I'm like, oh, but because I, I know I'll just stop playing it if it's frustrating. I, I'm not good at replaying. I'm not good at having to do the whole thing over over and over again. I used to be when I was a kid, but now I'm trying to play 17 games at once as it is. You know, I don't have time for a game mm. that pisses me off. Yeah. So I sit there at the start screen. I'm like, well, if I go to easy, I'll probably be able to experience the whole story. I'll be able to have fun. But what you want is you want your butler. You want like a valet. Yeah. And you'll go like, 
Carruthers. Carruthers. <laughs> and you want to look the other way and not know? Yes. Yes, you know? yes exactly. I, I want the deniability. The what yeah. I was getting to is that despite the fact that I want that, I don't want to pick easy. I don't well, want to pick it, easy. It's the naming then, isn't it? Like you say, it's mm. maybe it's story mode or combat mode. Yeah, you I know? feel so like it's... some games have tried to do that though. Like recently Xenoblade Chronicles, which I started, had like easy mode and it was like this mode... Uh, is for those who want to experience the world and the story. And it described it like that. Mm-hmm. And then it said, like, normal mode. And then it was like, this is the game for people who want to challenge or something like that. And it's just like, yeah, but still, though, yeah. like, you're st- I still know what it means. Mm. I still know what it means. I'm totally with you because I'm also the kind of person who plays a, bo- a video game for the story. Like, to me, mm. video games are another storytelling medium. Sure. And my favourite games are the ones that actually involve very little, like, coordination my problem is coordination Mm -hmm. i basically i couldn't play video games as a kid and i think i sort of missed the critical window for learning how to use a controller i i turn into an (laughs) utter klutz the moment you put anything that isn't wazd and a and a mouse in my hands Mm -hmm. and i'm not even that great with with wazd and a mouse frankly (laughs) wazd and a mouse (laughs) so like my my favorite games are like pure story-based puzzlers like sure Din, like mist like you taking know, your time yeah. to mm. like I, I make want, a decision. I'm, I'm, I'm playing the game to figure out what's going on, to solve a mystery. And the upshot of most of those games is that all you need is the mouse and the left click to mm. play the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it's like, and that's brilliant to me. I would never play Dark Souls. I think I've played it for about 10 minutes <laughs> the whole time that you were playing it. And that's because you put the controller down and left the room and then something attacked you and I tried to run away. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I must save his while. Because <laughs> there is no pause in Dark Souls. Yes. Um, but I've, I know that game very well because I've watched John play it so much and the lore and the story is fascinating. Mm. I would never get to see that myself sure. because mm. I cannot use an analog stick. it's just terrible and we recently played outer wilds yes and i loved playing that game with you because you could do all the really hard zero g gravity flying stuff and i could be like oh so we need to get to this planet by this time and this planet by this time in order to get this thing to get (laughs) playing it cooperatively yeah so i could i could do the puzzling stuff and just leave john to bounce his wooden spaceship off planets (laughs) (laughs) I, i guess i guess what i what i really want is like when you load up a game, I want there to be like a quick quiz, yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Like, I, which, like which which no, Harry Potter house would you be in? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I want the game to uh, coddle me. I want the game to. It's okay, John. Yeah, no, I. But, but no, they've got to walk a very fine line. Sure. Like, oh. You're a very good gamer. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Aren't You're I? a very good story gamer, John. Yeah. So I want them to like, okay, assigning difficulty, and I'm like, oh, I think <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm sure you picked something appropriate for my immense skills. I'm like, oh, oh yes, you know, <laughs> dial it down, dial it down, and then I want to feel like an absolute superhero going through that yeah. game. Yeah. But I just don't want to know that they put it on <laughs> yeah. child I agree. mode or yeah. something. There like is that. one situation though that I feel the opposite, and that is for games like Guitar Hero. Ah. Because I took a yes. lot of pleasure mm. in being able to complete songs on Expert. Yes, mm. I'm the same. And if they didn't have that difficulty rating, then I couldn't brag like a chungus. But again, there's about no it. plot to no. exactly. So the entire point, point is to get good at the controls. So this is basically we're talking arcadey games, <laughs> yeah. now. like but games I mean, that, are, that are all gameplay and nothing else. But I guess the really weird thing is that like the level they decreed as Expert is is a completely arbitrary bracket oh, sure. that they yeah. put together. For all you know, there could be like. Triple X. The, hid- the hidden levels of difficulty oh, beyond now you've, now you've said this. Mm. Oh, 
Now I'm going to go back to Guitar Hero, John. <laughs> I watched an interesting thing once where a guy was doing a breakdown of Devil May Cry. Sure. Which originally had, it was like standard mode, hard mode, then like Dante must die mode. Brilliant. Like, you know, these different levels of difficulty. And he made the point that he reckoned that they made that game originally so that the highest level difficulty was actually the game. It's the standard. Because he said the game is so, in his opinion, like so good at that level that he thinks they made it that way and then essentially dumbed it down yeah. to make it... Yeah. What, like There's a, a kind yeah. of gatekeepering aspect to this though, isn't there? It's yeah, like, yeah. like, if you're not playing it on hard, then... Have you ever really yeah. appreciated exactly. the game until you've played it in it's like a, hard a, mode? Quite a few turn-based games have a, an option called Iron Man which is when it will auto-save after every single turn you take so you can never go back. Ooh. Anything that happens, happens, and you have to like stick with it. And that's Boise. kind of considered the hardest mode, in a way. Because it's like, no matter what actual difficulty you're playing on, the fact that you can't have like, saved your game mm. and go back, because mm. it is auto-saving over your game every single turn, um, kind of just means that you, you have to own every mistake you make. Mm. And the one, cool. the one in XCOM is apparently particularly brutal. Like to turn iron because people die in XCOM. Like you will build up characters and level them up, and then they will die, and you cannot oh, ever get that back. And then sometimes it wipes your disc. Yeah, it sets, <laughs> sets fire to your PC. That's really annoying. No, Nick, you may have heard of this if you've been listening to the Besties. I have been listening podcast. to the Besties. We you, shouldn't talk about it on a podcast. They, uh, yeah, well, more, <laughs> certainly, certainly not more popular podcast. Uh, <laughs> but they uh, they reference a game which a guy made, which was kind of like an art project where it was like a puzzle. But every time you got a thing wrong, it deleted a random file on your <gasps> computer. Yes, no. they talked about this. Yeah, so he was famous for making arty games, wasn't he? Like games that said something rather than were a video game specifically. But yeah, once installed on your machine, it would then sync with all your files. How would you ever play that? I can only assume to live dangerously, to the only way to feel alive at that point. What you if know? you don't have any files on your computer? Yeah, yeah you, you have to just it? load it on a completely like then, sterile computer. Then you're invincible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just download lots get, of they... pictures of like Mary Berry or something mm -hmm. and just then, say there's something. Then, yeah. If you've got nothing to lose <laughs> on your computer... The <laughs> 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 then, then the game starts calling random people in your phone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, Greg, my... My mechanic, Greg. <laughs> so, John, there's, there's someone here. He's got a gun. He's got a gun, John. I don't know how he got in. <laughs> Thanks for it, right, John? Art. Art. Well, have we said all we need to say about... I think so. The, them, them video games. Them video games. Yeah. Lucy, sure. bring some love, love to the table. I said I had hard time choosing my love, but I've not been on this show for a while, so I just thought I'd go back in time to yes. find things that I loved. And I discovered a love <laughs> for a show called Miss Fisher's Mysteries on Miss Fisher's Netflix. Mysteries. Now, I started watching it because I mistook it for a lady detective show that I watched as a kid, which is actually called like Mrs. Hebrides Mysteries or something Mrs. like Hebrides. that. It's some, other, it's some other person. I can't remember her name. It was very good. So Miss Bishop's Mysteries. Yeah, so I started, I thought, oh, I haven't watched that in many years. I will, I'll watch it again. I watched Sorry, it and realised... Miss Hebrides. Yeah, well, I, can't, I can't remember. I think you have to make that now. Yeah. I can't remember what it was actually called. She had a butler called George. I can remember her butler's name. I can't remember her name. He was a standout yeah. character. Um, First name, Otto. Otto, Otto Hebrides. Hebrides. <laughs> This has been a good episode for puns, I'm telling you that. I'm still holding out for another gun. No. We'll get that, we'll get that. We'll get that, there are guns in, ah, in this. So, here we go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Miss Fisher is not that show. It is 
based in the 1920s, in the late 1920s, in Melbourne, in Australia, oh. which is a slightly unusual like locale in general. And Miss F- the Miss Fisher of the title is the daughter of an English baron who grew up in Melbourne in destitution because her father had been like cut off. And then during World War One, all of her father's relatives died at the front. So he inherited the barony and she became the Honourable Miss Fisher and had tons and tons of money. And so comes back to Melbourne with all of her money. Wow, wow, wow. And buys a fancy house and lives this elaborate, like, 1920s, bright young things lifestyle. And then starts solving murders just because she's bored, basically. Because they're happening around yeah. her. And, better, and it, a surprising number of murders happen mm. wherever she is at any point. Like, she's just, you know, at the country club and somebody dies. At least three people die in her aunt's house in the first, like, yeah, series. So I thought about this sort of thing <laughs> before. And it's like, I've never had a murder happen around me. No. Yeah. Well, and not yet... that you knew about. Oh, Maybe the murderer was Ali's really good. very good at covering her tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah. But like the well-known show Murder, She Caused. Sorry, Murder, She Wrote. Um, it's, it's like wherever she is, is a murder. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. She like, should be suspect number one. She is, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. What did they work it out there? Like, Midsummer, the town of yeah. Midsummer, had a higher murder rate than New York. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the village of 100 people. Yeah. Yeah. I would not and move there. And it is there. just ridiculous. I think somebody also, similarly to the Midsummer, they worked out that in the first series, which is supposed to take place in over about a year, in like 1928, the number of murders that she comes into contact with is actually kind of correct for the like the population of Melbourne and the murder rate at the time. Oh. But of course, they're all happening to one person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So it's like, Suspect this is the number correct one. number of murders to have happened in Melbourne, but you shouldn't have been involved in all of them. There's also apparently only one <laughs> policeman in the entire bloody city. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. I think my favourite moment is, because, because it's... Um... It's filmed on a budget, yes, shall, shall yeah, we say. Yeah. And I think because they have... There's a lot of very endearing moments where they have to... Like, I think that's why so many people die at her, her aunt's house. They clearly had one building. That they can... there's, there's the police station, which we see in like every episode. Like there's a door, there's a desk, there's the, the, the inspector's office. And there's always like this one constable who's a bit of like the comedy character. He's, uh-huh. you know, uh, what's his name? Collins. Collins, Constable Collins. Yeah, yeah. He's, a bit, he's a bit goofy, you know. And there's a bit where the camera angle in one episode is on a slightly different angle. So you're seeing that same room and you're like, oh, this is a bit different. It's like the inspector and Miss Fisher are talking over some piece of evidence. They've really jazzed it up and they're they're there behind the desk. And then Collins comes in and goes, I've got the files you wanted, sir. And we're like, hang on a minute, he came from a dead end. (laughs) He would have been standing like like a foot off off camera, like depressed against the wall. Like he's come from a corridor and like, you can't fool me. You you spend 90% of every episode in this room I know the layout we know the geography of this place <laughs> I just I love so many things about it I love that um, like I said every murder in Melbourne apparently happens to this one woman mm-hmm. who is so damn posh and rich and so damn morally grey that she has a special embroidered cat burglar outfit oh wow with okay <laughs> she has a gold awesome. gun she has That's a gold cool. gun with a pearl handle and um she has a maid who basically just like spends all her time washing blood out of her clothing because she keeps like getting shot or shooting. She people. has a butler called Mr. Butler. The but- her butler's called Mr. Butler. <laughs> There's a lot to love here. Yeah, She's the got... writers got, went on strike on that, yeah. <laughs> that point. We've had to come up with a writer's. writer's. Yeah. <laughs> and the show happened organically. <laughs> and it's also just like this kind of this just slightly fun twist on it where I don't know whether this is even slightly reflective of the social mores of Melbourne in the 1920s. But she is 
like one of the most sexually active and promiscuous people who I have ever seen on TV. Okay. <laughs> and apparently like 90% of her friends are somewhere on the LGBT spectrums. Right. And I'm like, I mean, I suppose if you are kind of involved in that, like part of the culture of the city, you're likely to meet more. I guess but I'm so. like, why do they all keep dying around you? Mm. <laughs> like, like, there's only one like gay character who I think makes it through the entire series. It's like the writer, <laughs> the writer is almost like maybe the writer really hates anyone who is gay or yeah. queer or bisexual and maybe like under the guise of being an inclusive show he's yeah. like this is my chance to like I think it's even less, all. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's even less interesting than that I think they wanted to kind of make a modern representative show that showed like the, the lives of different people in this kind of because there's even like an episode where the suspects are aborigines and so it like shows that kind of side of Australia in the 20s but they were also making a murder mystery show. Yeah. So the guest character each episode is the one that's dying. Because or the honest, one that's a suspect. Or the murderer. The yeah. you met, die. Because to be honest, there's only ever like four new characters in every episode. Yeah. Like just because yeah. it's a formula. So it's like, you know, you've always got to have like a red herring. You've got to have a witness. You've got yeah. to have the guy who did it. Yeah. You know, and, and the victim. And, and, you know, and the victim. Yeah, yeah. that's it. So that's... It falls into the trap of like 75% of the way through an episode when they work out that the red herring isn't a murderer. We're like, well, who else have we met this episode? Yeah. <laughs> it's the vending machine principle all yeah. over again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I love it. I watched, I binged basically the entire three series that exist of it uh, in the first half of lockdown, just like Is it one new after another. Ish? New ish. Last few years. It was, okay. I think, made in. Um, I think it aired in Australia a couple of years ago and then it's just kind of made its way over here and this year it was supposed to have a movie oh. which have the the, the um, trailer of was released in March and I can't find it anywhere so I don't know whether it's been released or not maybe that was the whole movie <laughs> maybe that was the whole movie but the, it looks it looks like amazing because it's, it's set in London the end of series three spoilers she ends up going back to London for reasons <gasps> um, and so it's set in London, but it's clearly like CGI London of the 1920s. Like oh, I, think, I think they've tried to film it in bits of London, but of course London doesn't look like London of the 1920s, of, of 100 years ago. It looks like the London of 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, I think we could probably, I, I would imagine it is probably a feature length TV episode oh, yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. a... Uh-huh. It looks a bit shonky. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to it because I think... I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm <laughs> trying to imagine how they would like disguise parts of London. Yeah, so there's like, a lot of fog. You have to line up trailer. like a pine tree with the shard so yeah. that as, as they Perfectly. walk past yeah. the camera has to like there keep is this, moving. <laughs> there is this one shot in the trailer which I'm really looking forward to figuring out how they get there and they're clearly standing on Westminster Bridge. And I'm like, but they're not pointing at the Houses of Parliament quite clearly, because I'm like, well, if you point towards the Houses of Parliament, you see all like the modern security stuff oh, around yeah. it. And then there's the the um there's the wheel in the other direction, there's London Eye yeah. in the other direction. So the camera is kind of pointing down over the barrier of the uh. Westminster of Westminster Bridge towards the river. So it's like this really high shot of the two characters having just, a conversation. Just, I, just I think, think they can cut that. out as much of London as possible, but still have it recognisably Westminster Bridge. So the camera crew on the day, it's like, right, we've got to get this shot. Uh, no, if we point that way, as a robot that like, walking around, like, <laughs> serving up cyber newspapers. Yeah. We can't get that way. What's this way? Oh no, it's just it's a mech uh, <laughs> and a hover car. We can't do that one either. Oh god, what are we gonna do? <laughs> 
you may as well just green screen it at that point. I mean, I'm assuming quite a lot of it is probably green screened, like, or, you know, just composites. Mm. And like I said, a lot of it looks in the trailer dark and foggy, which Mm -hmm. I'm guessing London was in the 1920s. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of realistic. Good way to hide. I don't, I don't, I I loved it deeply. I don't want to come down too hard on it because it's, it's, it's charming. It's, it's like unrelent unrelentingly char- charming so you do get kind of ground down by it over time <laughs> you're like, yeah you weren't a fan for a little while war of attrition there I, was some very very the, bad um, episodes there was the like, episode <laughs> like I, I cannot stress there enough there was the episode <laughs> turns out you're the victim <laughs> <laughs> There was the episode based in an amateur dramatic society that we think might have actually been cast from an amateur dramatic I think, society. I think might have actually... <laughs> it's just authenticity. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best way to I, I, I couldn't tell whether it, was, whether it was meta or not. Well, to the point where, like, I was watching it thinking, like, you know, the first few episodes, I, I kind of... You've already started yeah. watching. I tagged along. And then I was like, I was like, well, this is, like, fairly harmless. And then there was, like, that bad episode yeah. where I was like, this is honestly one of the worst things I've ever seen committed to television. Like, I can't believe this broadcast as a show that, that adults made. Wow. It's so bad. And then, like, the following episode, maybe because I come from a very dark place, I was like, suddenly, I was like, it was like, electri- I was electrified. Like I was like, there's camera angles. <laughs> That's, I was like, That's actually quite a nice shot. Like, what's going on? There's like, a script. <laughs> It was a Gary yeah. episode. Yeah, there was definitely some Gary episodes. Um, and then some weird... We might need to explain what that is. <laughs> no, 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 never explain. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And there were definitely some episodes that were very specifically um, Australian. Like there was a whole episode, uh, two episodes, about special in fact, about July, <laughs> Christmas in July. Oh, yeah. Which is apparently a tradition that was much more celebrated in the early 20th and late 19th century in Australia because there were a lot of expats mm-hmm. who kind of wanted to have Christmas in winter. Mm. So they did Christmas in July. It's like a second Christmas where they would put on all of the, like, the trappings of Christmas. And in Melbourne, it actually gets cold enough to like snow and stuff occasionally. <laughs> so huh. it would actually be like a Christmassy feel to it. Um, and so they did a whole double episode of like the murders in the house of the, the Christmas in July, and you can be damn certain they bought some great stock snow footage for oh that God, episode. Yeah, I that can was, tell you. I particularly liked how everything had that kind of um, like egg-shaped blur around the edges because clearly mm. I think they just sprayed fake snow in one section and wanted to kind of like <laughs> darken the edges a bit to show. That or every time a car drives up to the house, yeah. you're like, I've seen that snowflake before. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's falling on a three-second loop. Yeah. <laughs> that's been copy and pasted. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I was greatly entertained by it. I'm very sad that I have watched it all and that I can't find the movie yet and I want to Aww. see the movie very much. It's called The Crypt of Tears. Okay. Aww. And I think it has something to do with there, there was there was some crying. weird there was some weird subplot about like Egyptian mysticism in the first <gasps> what? series. This is a perfect segue to my love. Oh, fantastic! Keep it coming. Yeah, but it, it it kind of vanished after the first series. But it looks like the film might be trying to pick some of that weird stuff up again. So that I'm wow. looking forward to it. Greatly. Supernatural. Uh, well, somebody thought it was okay. Yeah, mm. that's enough for me. Go for it. My love is about Egyptians. <gasps> So that's the segue. Um, you may have heard this news story, but recently um, some scientists spent a lot of time, a and lot money. of effort, and I can only presume a lot of money, 3D scanning and printing the larynx of an Egyptian Oh, oh I have heard about this, man. yeah. Yeah. So he was a, uh, a priest, I believe, an Egyptian priest called Neziamun, who died 3,000 years ago. And uh, they went to great lengths to three-dimensionally scan 
his, his preserved larynx because his, his body, as, as is well preserved by uh, mummification, was actually kind of in a good enough state. And they were like, you know what, guys? You know what we can do with 3D printing and 3D scanning? We can hear what this guy's voice sounded like. And you can just imagine the buzz, kind of, in the lab. They're just like, we can do this. Like, I don't know why. And no one's, no one's saying that we should. Or, and, and, and all we're doing is saying that we can. But, but maybe we will. And how much money do we have? Lots? Great. Let's, do, let's get involved with this. Let's spend a lot of time that we could be doing other things, potentially, this university. We're going to do it. Instead, we're going to print the larynx of a 3,000-year-old dead man and see what Egyptian people sounded like. So see they, what wise words he has for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you and, got the recording? I, oh, I, I was going to impersonate it because I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> but we could also play it. How about you? We, I'll, I'll dig it out and I'll I'm send sure, it to you. Sure, yeah. But I'll do my impersonation okay. first. Okay. Um, and it, they, they put some air through it and it sounded like this. <laughs> so now you can play the other one side by side for comparison. I remember thinking that it sounded like the villagers from Minecraft. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, if you watch the YouTube video that, that has the clip from the news article, all the comments underneath are just like, that sounds like a villager from Minecraft. That sounds like a villager from Minecraft. Can we just get a natural pause in the okay, audio now where we is. hear it? <laughs> Incredible. I, yeah. I, I remember this news story because... I remember like the little feature that was aired was like, you know, uh, a bit uh, like a darkened shot of the museum, a couple of scientists, and we'll now hear the audio for the very first time. <laughs> and the internet did wonders with that. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> Perfectly cut screams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. It's just such an opportunity for a meme. But I just love the fact that they knew they couldn't make him say a word. Yeah. All they could do was force air through this little weird rubbery contraption that they printed. So, of course, it was going to sound like a kazoo. Yeah, of course it was. Because if you took my larynx yeah. and blew air through Yours it. Yours would go, Hur, as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, humans use all the other muscles of their yeah. face and like upper body. I've got a mouth. Make... I've got lips. I've yeah. got a tongue. I've got teeth that get in the way. You know, all this, all this gear yeah. at the front end of my larynx. I don't just go, <laughs> That's not how I talk every day. <laughs> there was some amazing, it was some amazing like, it was like a BBC show or something. We were talking about uh, Neanderthals. It was like a historical science kind of show. And they had like this lady and she was like a professor of paleontological larynx studies or something like that. <laughs> and, and she had like this volunteer. It was just like a guy in like a shirt. And she's like, okay, so we're going to do a little exercise now so we can kind of try and simulate like how a Neanderthal would have spoken. He's like, okay, okay. So she's like, I want you to hunch your shoulders. He's like, okay. Oh. And uh, they would have had quite, so I want you to like, really like raspy voice like that okay and he's like now start grunting and he starts going like huh, huh, huh. and she's like but it would be a bit higher and a bit and with a bit more energy so this guy's just like <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, just the combination of like the, the, the audio and the visuals of this man like just honestly man <laughs> just going like, and, like and that's what neanderthals sort of sounded like it doesn't I'm not what have learned. we learned? I've not learned anything. We haven't learned anything from a man hunching his shoulders and going, Hurr! and we haven't learned anything from a larynx going, Hurr! like, <laughs> we've learned nothing. But it's great. It's <laughs> national news. I it's love it. I absolutely love it. It's just, it made my day hearing that. It was incredible. So not, not, not the concept of like, Ancient Egyptian mythology, nah, or not technology, not contemporary Egyptian culture, not just... research, not the application of technology to ancient things and ancient knowledge. None of that. Don't That's, care about that. Don't give a shit about any of that. It's all about this. 
<laughs> That's what I care about. <laughs> Surely it's the same principle of we did a uh, uh, an MRI scan of the anus of Tutankhamun, <laughs> and we 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 modelled a sheet. We 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 latex uh, printed his anus and rectum, and we filled it with uh, digested matter that Egyptians of the time that would have eaten. Be, yeah, yeah. Wow. And so now for the first time on, on uh, television, uh, a man is going to smell the farts of a dead pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. And it's the same guy who was making the Neanderthal noises. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you bring me back for this? Oh. Uh, it's just incredible. No, it is very cool and mm. it's completely pointless. Yeah. Like, yeah. But there we go. Yeah. What have you got, Ali? Right, so... Oh, they're visual aids. Uh, Well, there can be audio aids if you wish, or I can do a dramatic reading. So my love is a very specific song that is a theme tune to a game. And it's not a game I've played. It's a game I would like to play. Uh, But it is called Fossil Fighters Frontier. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the theme tune to this So give a bit of context for the game. So it's probably, what, eight? years old now yeah. it's out on the ds 3ds is the this one it there was fossil fighters and then there was fossil fighters champions champions that's it and then Ooh, fossil franchise fighters, yeah right? it was yeah and then fossil fighters frontier and they went all out on frontier they're like right this is you know the kids are getting excited about fossil fighting it's and, time to give it both battles yeah, let's like, do it we need yeah. to give it the pokemon treatment we need an awesome song that kids can like <laughs> sing along to so this is and, the thing it was already trying to be a pokemon clone it was essentially yeah. find fossils bring them to life as dinosaurs and, and make them fight the dinosaurs yeah so exactly like pokemon, so there's like an exploration element where you get in your what's it called a bone car bone buggy <laughs> bone buggy <laughs> You ride it around the landscape, oh, no. yeah. finding fossils. Get then your bone like, buggy. Don't then there's like a mini buggy. game where you have to dig the fossil and excavate it. And then you have Which to, to be fair, like, that's quite fun, actually. And then you have to bring it to life. And then there's another part of the game well, don't, where you... Don't gloss over that part. <laughs> <laughs> so then you just bring it to life. And, uh, and then... yeah. <laughs> Inject it into a frog and then you fight them. Um, and yeah, so they, they made this incredible song and it's just beautiful. I don't know if we can play any of it. I don't um, think they're going to sue. No. I don't think they're still in business. <laughs> I don't think anybody cares. I don't know. Like, or should we should we pause and see if future John puts a snippet of it in okay. right here? Yeah. All right. And if how, not, how I'll do long, a dramatic How reading. long is it? Uh, it's like a minute and a half. So we're going to play the whole thing yeah. now. So yeah. Okay, let's play the whole thing. Brilliant. Okay. And then you yeah. can do some okay. line highlights. Okay. And like, yeah. if you were in a bad mood today, you will. I guarantee, in a minute and a half, you will not be in a bad mood sure. anymore. Okay. So let's. We'll all be silent. Okay. And then we'll we'll play. You'll play it here for the benefit of us in the room. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And I'll play the true audio for people. Sure. At home. Sure. Okay. Right. Give me a second. Adventures right around the bend And the world's got wonders to spare Prehistoric lore to restore and befriend So get out there, go if you dare If you dig enough, you'll see There is power all that time Wondrous and thunderous creatures to free Hit the road and give us soar It's your moment to shine If you've got the drive, buckle up and race to the fossil frontier. Pedal to the floor and let the engine roar. Put it into primal instinctual gear. Delve into the ground, discoveries abound. Hammer drill thrills by the millions of weight. Look into your heart, powers off the charts. 
Dust away the past and grab a clean slate Now's your chance, the future's your own Don't let the present imprison your dreams Make your life in the wild unknown Go and be free Adventures right around the bend And the world's got wonders to spare Prehistoric lore to restore and befriend So get out there, go if you dare If you dig enough, you'll see There is power all that time Wondrous and thunderous creatures to breathe Hit the road and give us sword Your moment to shine Yes. Oh, I, I, thank, thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Safe journey. Yeah. Oh, no, don't forget your amp. Um, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Oh, cool. and the, as, the, oh, the bone buggy is roaring off. Racing in, off into oh. the distance. Uh, put it into primal instinctual gear, guys. Yeah, they heard. They how, heard. how, it's only got one gear. <laughs> that one. How, how did you discover? Um, that is a very That's good a great question. question. I have no idea. <laughs> this is just a part of my life. It, it, it always just aberrated into your existence. Yeah. I don't know. I think it might have been that I saw the game first on a shelf. I have a feeling. Oh, what? And you looked it up? Maybe. Or like in, and like just like the return section of CEX or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, and I regret to this day that. that I never bought it. It's like £25. Because I... I, I <laughs> 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 Maybe two hours of gameplay as well. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make. Assu- I, I didn't want to make assumptions about your relationship, the two of you. But of the two of you, I probably would have assumed that this bullshit was brought into your life by Nick. <laughs> probably, no. that's a fair assumption to make. I can't, honestly, can't but remember. I'm not 100 percent sure it was me no. this time. You can't put this one on me. No. <laughs> I don't want to. I mean, this is the thing. Like as a kid, I loved video games. I loved Pokemon. I love dinosaurs. Yeah, this would have been the game for you. So much about this game would have been marketed at me. And I have a feeling I would have been disappointed. The best, (laughs) even better now, though, is you like old games. (gasps) Maybe I should just get it. So now it's an old game. Maybe I should just get it. No, I want to get it. Okay, you get it then. Stay away. Highlight some of the great lyrics. Okay, so just in case you missed it. um, Overcome with emotion. Just pick some of your faves. I, okay, so... If you dig enough, you'll see there is power old as time. That's mm. pretty good. Yeah. Um, hit the road and vivasaur. It's your moment to shine. So they don't have dinosaurs in this world. They have vivasaurs. Yeah, which you thought was because dinosaurs might be trademarked. The word dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's owned by... In the Natural History Museum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then there was another line that was like thunderous adventure. Yes. Thunderous. So, so wondrous and thunderous creatures to breed, I think they say. Uh. But other there's a split on the internet. Oh, there's a great wow. argument. They either say free, Massive on Reddit. Creatures to free, creatures to see, or creatures to breed. Well, really, yeah, there's really. they cut what there's yeah. not even a version. I mean, what do you do in the game? <laughs> no, I think it's I think you breed. do all of those things. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But then in the background, they all have the, the lyrics of the backing singers go. I can see at that moment. So, so it's probably, probably yeah, see. Probably so is it like, I like breed. Is it like this argument could be settled in an instant if somebody played the damn game and no one can <laughs> yeah. bring themselves to do it? I think that's true. Yeah. No one's um, ever made it past the intro. <laughs> I'm going to read these. I mean, there's a whole like paragraph here that's just gold. So bring the past alive. If you've got the drive, buckle up and race to the fossil frontier. Pedal to the floor. Let the engine roar. Put it into primal instinctual gear. I think my favourite bit of that is the pronunciation of frontier is frontier. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. I also like um, the next bit, which goes, hammer drills thrills by the millions of weight. 
that's excellent. I mean, that's somebody I mean, somebody patted themselves on the back. After yeah, John, I mean, you call yourself a writer, but fuck. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, you ever written anything like that? That's no. poetry. Yeah, that's not even just writing that. I'm gonna it's go like burn all my books. And also, that's a real kind of tip of the tongue, the teeth, absolutely. And the lips. Yeah. Hammer drills, thrills by the millions. Yeah, my personal favorite line is: "Now's the chance. The future's your own." Don't let the present imprison your dreams. <laughs> I, uh, I might get that tattooed on myself one yeah. day. Because that is like Cross life. shoulder blades. That's life motivation there. Don't let the present imprison your dreams. Yeah. Do you feel like archaeologists, but like the dinosaur kind? Paleontologists. Pay- yeah. <laughs> do you feel they're like, do you think they say that to themselves every morning in front of a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Yes. Don't let the past in prison. It's like it's like, the, it's like the Wiccan Creed. You just have to repeat it three times. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, That's why they're often crying. They're like scraping at earth. I'll, I'll free you, my my dreams. My precious dreams, imprisoned by the present. Yeah, I, it's just a beautiful song, um, and I think it goes way beyond the game. You know, the meaning can be applied to many things in life, not yeah. just vivisaurs and driving bone buggies. And Especially because you like, haven't played the game, so yeah. you wouldn't know. No, exactly. Yeah. But then I've, I've barely played Plants vs Zombies, and that had a fantastic game at the uh, song. There you the go. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you the, go. Uh, song, when when you hit on true genius, <laughs> it it pervades all of life. Yeah. Um, and I really do think this song is that. And when like I know that if I've had a bad day, if I listen to that song. That's instant cure. It's certainly wow. a message for a, for a troubled time. Really, <laughs> yeah. It? yeah. They should be the piping it out <laughs> on like intercom systems yeah, like across the country. Yeah. yeah. Next I, MCM, we need to just hijack the PA system yeah. and just play that. Blast this. Yeah. And the whole place would just be jumping. Like, yeah. yes, yeah. finally, someone's had so, the ball. Someone would have the courage. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Okay, agreed. Yeah, yeah, it is beautiful. Uh, it is, no, it is hard to argue. Yeah, it's, it's a work of art. It's a work of art. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Um, oh, who wrote it originally? Oh, fuck knows. Oh, okay. Should we credit them? Probably should credit them. John, uh, John can add that in. Uh, yeah. Um, plays it. Uh, this is future John speaking. <laughs> Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> I'm about, okay, well, f- thanks, future John. Come on, sorry. Uh, I've got enough. Yeah, go on, take your time. It's actually kind of like we're all of a type, actually, because we're all kind of talking about media we love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I was working in the office the other day on my own, uh, very socially distant because I was the only person in. Uh, <laughs> and I had, I had Spotify on and a song, I was going through my liked songs and a song came up, which I clearly had listened to once before and gone, oh, I like that. But clearly hadn't paid any attention to it because mm-hmm. I didn't remember it. Ah. So my love is a, an artist, in the truest sense of the word, called Bunny Rabbit. Brilliant. With no vowels. Oh, Bunny rabbits. B- b- does Y count? Why Y counts. Okay. Yeah, Y is not a, a vowel. It's only a vowel in some words. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah, it's it's bunny rabbit. Bunny rabbit. rabbit. And to try and describe bunny rabbit. It could be bony rabbit. It's bony M. Bony, he's back and he's a rabbit. They're back. Bony ribbit. Bony buggy M. Bony bony ribbit. You don't know. He's in a buggy. Sorry, go on. Okay, so Bunny Rabbit (laughs) is... Okay, so I'm going to tell you two versions of what Bunny Rabbit is. Brilliant. One, Bunny Rabbit is a musician who dresses like a nightmarish rabbit. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm already on board. Like Freddy Fazbear. Or Frank. Kind of like one of those. Or like Frank Frank, from Donnie Darko. Yeah. So there's this beautiful song, which I might even play a little bit of, called I Hate Love. 
which is the one I love. And and I, I listened to it and it's and I, it just blew my mind. Like, honestly, like I... It's very on brand. It's very, yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it is like, I, I'm not a musician. I can't write music. I desperately wish I could. I think Nick has a picture of Bunny Rabbit up there. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I... Yes, I am. I'm, I'm always amazed by like, I can't write music. And I feel that like, if I ever tried, I'd be like... Okay, so this chord, one, four, five. That's, that's, how, that's how chord progression works, right? Yes. And I... Oh my I'm, God, that, that's incredible. Write <laughs> 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 that down. <laughs> oh, <that looks> <laughs> um, secret sequence. <laughs> but I like how... I, 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 this is the thing I find amazing. It's like, I, uh, it's like, Ali, you're a big fan of everything, everything. Mm. And I... New I, album out now. I listen to... <laughs> I listened to one of their albums in full the other day because mm. I knew you were such a big fan of them and I was like wow like I could in a million years never have come up with some of those chord progressions mm. and that's kind of what I love stupid things to say that's what I love about music it's like yeah. your brain works in, the, in such a different way to mine that mm. you found these chord progressions that I could never have dreamed of yeah but so, when you hear them it sounds so natural yes, at the same it time perfect. it's not it alien to you. it's like magic yeah so this song by bunny rabbit it blew my mind and i've listened to it probably about like a hundred times <laughs> in like this week and sadly it's losing its magic because i've listened to it so, so much chasing now. the dragon <laughs> i wish i could go back but then I, I was like who the hell is bunny rabbit because he sings like an angel and yet he dresses like this nightmarish rabbit so he's like seven foot tall uh his face is painted like a dark dark gray he's wearing like a full body black rabbit suit and then he's wearing like a kind of white mask on top of that yeah like a half mask with a with black eyes and a star over one eye so he looks like a rabbit from your nightmares yeah and yet like he's bucky o'hare on like the like dark my, universe my yeah, chemical anyway. rabbit kind of my chemical <laughs> <laughs> my chemical rabbit yeah um and he sings like an angel and i was like well who the hell is he this is this sounds so contemporary and modern and and bizarre and i looked it up and on Spotify, it was like 1993. What? And I was like, this is insane. Like the modulation, the things he's doing with the human voice. I was like, this sounds so modern. And he's like, like <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, who in 1993 was making music like this? This is mm -hmm. incredible. And I Googled it and it was like, Bunny Rabbit is a lost artist. What? What? And it was like, Bunny Rabbit was an eccentric performance artist who... who recorded stuff from the early 90s that nobody was aware of and then it was rediscovered and nobody knows what became of him what they don't even know his name don't even know his name oh my wow. god i'm amazed that's even possible in our modern age so here's the second story about bunny rabbit here we go it's gonna ruin it <laughs> this is all a work of fiction <gasps> and still nobody knows it's like banksy and, yeah and still nobody knows who bunny rabbit is but they worked out that when you upload videos to Spotify... Oh, you're kidding me. You can say whatever year you wanted. <laughs> so they've crafted this entire fiction Amazing. around Bunny Rabbit. That's genius. And and yeah, and like there's no Bunny Rabbit presence online. There's only a Bunny Rabbit fan account hmm. where people are like rediscovering, rediscovering in air quotes, in air quotes. Bunny Rabbit. And, and everyone gets it. Yeah. And... 
like because um, for a brief minute it's I like was creepy pasta. Yeah, yeah. And for a moment I was like, this is how I, I, I this is how I knew I still have the heart of a child because I, <laughs> I rushed home to tell Lucy. I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> you scuffed your knee at one point. You're like, keep yeah. going, keep going. <laughs> it's only a grave. <laughs> Run straight home, John. Don't stop for anyone. And I told Lucy about this, and Lucy was instantly like, hang on a minute, like the cold blade of reason. <laughs> I, I was like, this is performance art. Oh. Like this is the cold blade of reason is probably. The it reminds me. Um, it reminds me a bit of the animation of Super Turbo Top Ninja Rabbit by the line where they like created this fake 90s cartoon, uploaded it to YouTube, yeah. And then people comment like, oh, I think I remember this from my childhood. Yeah. And it's like, no. They applied like a VHS filter to it yeah. so it looked like it had been recorded yeah. and then put onto YouTube. It's so and then clever. People it... were commenting like, I remember this show. And it's like, no, you don't. Yeah, it was, it was made, made last year. Yesterday. Is, yeah. this the, is this for, they call it like the Mandela effect? Yes. Yeah. People are convinced they saw the televised funeral of Nelson Mandela in like the mid 90s yeah. and, and they convince didn't... each other it's an infectious yeah, memory it's a meme yeah, the yeah. Was, when you first described Bunny Rabbit to me I went like that sounds really familiar <laughs> like that sounds like something I've seen and then we actually looked at the pictures and I was like well he looks like a splicer from Bioshock mm. and uh, yeah and then I think like Bucky O'Hare it's kind of a similar and Frank mm. yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. Like, so it's it's a it's a pastiche of enough different familiar things and it's I was like when someone clever, describes though. it to me I can mm. kind of visualise it and I understand it it's like picking on elements of like public psyche mm. and pulling them together in such a way as to make people think that that has always been yeah and yet it never has mm. that's remarkable he's got um, I so they're kind of like releasing albums but as they are rediscovered so the fiction is <laughs> that there's like VHS's of his original oh, like, videos yeah like, so good performances and a guy I think the story is that like a guy found like a VHS at like a, a car boot sale that had some of these early brilliant music videos on and then he's like taken the audio off that to release like for the modern day but there's no information there. like incredibly they've covered their tracks really well which again very hard to do in the yeah. modern age yeah um, so they're releasing new albums but they're releasing them kind of like in the chronological period that they would have been released at the time sure. so like his earliest track is from 92 his most <laughs> recent one is from 95 that sort Brilliant. of thing and he's got he's got a, a Christmas album called <laughs> Winter Burr, but it's like it's just W N T R B R R R. Right. And it's like this really weirdly disturbing edge to everything he does. Because, like, the, f- the album cover to like Winter Burr is like this icy plane and just this rabbit in the distance. And it's oh, kind of God. creepy. Yeah, yeah. But again, his, his music treads like a really fine line between being absolutely beautiful. And being quite creepy at the same mm-hmm. time. I'm dying to hear so. So what's yeah. the what's the song that you said that you're listening to a hundred times? The song blew, that blew my mind is called "I Hate Love." Brilliant. And uh, I would I would recommend. You might get copyright struck if you put all. No, that. it's fine. I think fair use. You know, if yeah, we, just play a little. Yeah. Bit. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play some for the room, and if you're listening at home, you're gonna hear the tr- you're gonna hear like thirty seconds of the true audio, but yeah, it's incredible. Babes, strangers sit over a mercy drink, a bartender says we're broken honey.
Very. Well, there we go. Yeah. So I, um, I would, I would. That's. I'm, I'm quite kind of blown away. It's been a while since I've been genuinely surprised by mm. something. Yeah. And very cool. I'm still working my way through his back catalogue. Uh. I'm sure there'll be future discoveries. Mm. Uh, but I really like it, and I'd recommend that everyone goes and, and Google's bunny rabbit with no vowels because he's equal parts terrifying and brilliant and beautiful <laughs> and it's it's great i love it that's very cool so what one i i, I feel like love one yeah i feel, I feel, love. I feel, like, love I feel like love one <laughs> that we're all very passionate about our loves especially you nick what about my about, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i agree i think love one as well yeah, yeah. i think it's a uh, and isn't here to ruin it so exactly you know. yeah <laughs> So, well, great. Um, that was easy. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was nice. It was lovely. It ended on a really positive note yeah. as well. So yeah, not like the usual episodes. <laughs> yeah, right. Surly fuck. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so um, this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, Ali, Thanks for having us, Lucy. Thank you for stepping in. Oh, that's quite all right. And uh, we'll get rid of the two of you some point in the future. Yeah, yeah. I have a long list of hates that I need to get off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I think in the immortal words of Nezia Moon. Eh, eh.